4: Recorded live.
5: The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official Daily Fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily Fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, Stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day, just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You can win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Tonight on NGSC Sports, in a way you've never gotten it before, for the first time ever on this network, NGSC Sports mock draft. Combining not just the talents of draft central, as you've seen on the website, Sports.com but elites from all over the network have come aboard to bring you all sorts of awesome as they walk through the 2015 NFL Draft. Wasting no time on it, let's take you to the team now. Of course, I am your host, Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Monday nights, of course, at the SOTG on Twitter. But let me take it first to my co-host, of course, Ms. Jamie Council. Jamie, um... What can I say? You guys uh, at the Draft Central part there have done amazing work, and now to put you guys together with such a group who knows their stuff more than, in my opinion, a lot of people who are getting paid for it. Um, this event is huge. Yes.
6: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm excited. We've been uh, working hard over at Draft Central, so I know we've been talking about doing this draft show for a while. So. I'm excited. I'm also the official timekeeper. So, I
5: mean, you, you forgot that part. Or I was letting you announce it. Why has it got to be <laughs> negative out the gate? Why it got to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just having a
6: good
5: time. <laughs> well, and that's what we're here to do, man. This is, look, I have, I have my water and my maker's Mark right here next to me. This is going to be a good time, not just for us participating, but, hey, for all the draft nicks out there. Why not? Let's get right into it. Why waste the time? We have not only me and Jamie, but seven other talents on here as well to break it down for you. And as they make their picks, we'll introduce them. And, of course, leading off, the guy who will be making our first pick, of course, will be Josh Zimmer, host of the NGSC Weekly and also a contributor on Draft Central as well. But just so we can make it all official and stuff, we've got to do it the right way. Hold on. Give me a second. <clears throat> all right. The first pick in a 2015 NGSC Sports mock draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, selected by Josh Zimmer,
4: select. Jameis Winston, quarterback, Florida State.
5: Absolutely no shock in anybody's mind, really, for the most most part there, with Jameis Winston. I mean, walk us through it a little bit, uh, Josh, what you were thinking there.
4: Well, the biggest thing, you know, I was, it's, it's kind of funny because I told Montel I might throw a curveball at people this evening, but when it comes down to it, Lovey Smith has to win right away. Otherwise, he might be out of a job for good. Uh, this potentially is his last strike. If he wants to see a second, you know, contract uh, offer in terms of staying with the Buccaneers, uh, he has to win right away. And the easiest way to do that is to have a quarterback who can win. And now, obviously, it's Winston who comes in as a rookie, might have some bumps and bruises, but in terms of any other quarterback in this class, he's able to play right away and could be efficient uh, depending on how weak the NFC South has been uh, looking back at it last year.
5: Fair enough. And with that, see, you may, may, you may be wondering why directly I just ask you for the opinion because, well, the person who would be representing the AFC South, Ms. Jamie Council, our co-host tonight, she – well, I'll, I got, right, I've got to get it right. i got to do my official form. The second pick of the 2015 NGSE Sports mock draft is to the Tennessee Titans, and they trade the second overall pick to the Cleveland Browns for the seventh. Make sure I read it right so I don't get it wrong. Hey, yeah, you better
6: get it right. Number 12 <laughs> and number 19
5: pick. Yeah, number 12 and number 19. So that officially puts the Browns on the clock: So yeah, uh, clock
6: just started.
5: Yes, so is there any uh, I, I, I can see, obviously, as, the, as an NFL guy here myself, the Titans have plenty of holes that they need to fill. I can certainly see wanting to ship that pick uh, to get more pieces, because where do you start if you're the Tennessee Titans?
6: Yeah, they're definitely a team that uh, they have so many holes. Uh, they have just a weak roster. I feel like any good player is a player that the Titans need. So that's why I traded this pick is why I get one really good guy when you get two guys that are better than a lot of people on the roster. So it's more of what the Titans need right now that their needs uh, – it's better to get two than one. And with the 12th and 19th pick, I feel like I can do just that. So when, uh, how, uh, be how trade me for that. I, uh, it was, it was too good to turn down, I think for the Titans.
5: I mean, from my perspective, I, you know, being the host of it, I had the opportunity to know it going into the show here. And I believe uh, my personal response was it just got real when I heard about that trade. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, let me go ahead and, and, and bring Josh back in real quick while we're waiting for the Browns to uh, uh, get their pick in here. The um, If you were the Titans, are there any spots that you would focus on first to, uh, how you say, beef up uh, uh, with the draft, um, with the picks that they had there at 12 and 19?
4: Well, yeah. You know, now at 12, you're kind of playing, you're allowed to really think about a cornerback. Uh, You know, when I was kind of doing our previous evaluations you know weeks back, uh, it's way too high to pick a cornerback at number two. Now they move back to number 12. That gives them a good shot. They still have to fight with the Vikings on whether or not the Vikes are going to take Trey Waynes when that could happen. But if he's on the board, uh, I would definitely take Trey Waynes at 12. Uh, You could also look at a pass rusher. This is a deep pass rushing class. Uh, You got got guys like Randy Gregory, Shane Ray could be in that area. And, of course, when you go back at 19 – then you're allowed to kind of start looking within that interior defensive line, maybe look at an offensive tackle to help kind of shore that up. But within that number 12 pick, when you, when you get on the board at 12 for the Tennessee Titans, you have to look defense first.
5: Yeah, I can certainly see that. They've lost many defense, defensive stars. I mean, more people know Chris Hope, for example, going back that far now as a Steeler than they ever did a Titan. Michael Griffin, of course, about the only – yeah. Really recognizable name by comparison. I know they have some defensive tackle talent on the defensive side of the ball there, but um, you know, as far as that goes, it, 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 yeah, defense for the Titans makes sense. First, um, I don't know if that's a tip that uh, the team will take, but who knows? It's it's in this council's hands now when it comes to picks twelve and nineteen. Where we at on the clock there, Jamie? Uh, we're
6: I was letting Josh finish, but you know he's long-winded, so it's about that time. <laughs>
5: So, with that, we'll jump over to it the, with the second pick in the 2015 NGSE mock draft. Brandon Howard of Sports Talk Florida, you can find him on Twitter at Dash Diallo, by the way, um, makes which pick? What do you got?
1: Marcus Mariota, quarterback out of Oregon.
5: You know, I feel like I should have seen this coming. Uh, of course, Chip Kelly's in a corner somewhere crying that he didn't get another Oregon player on his roster. But nonetheless, Marcus Mariota is off the board, and the two top quarterback pro- uh, prospects therein are gone. Um, with that, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. But B. How, I guess I guess Johnny Football didn't do it for you, huh?
1: Not at all. I mean, and then what it comes down to is that, you know, the, the Browns organization has been saying all along that, you know, they're going to – attack offseason as if their starting quarterback is not on the roster right now. And that, you know, should have given all kinds of indications that, you know what, everybody's in play. And and with Kevin O'Connell working with Marcus Mariota, as long as he has, he's enamored with them. And he has, you know, great familiarity with them. I could definitely see this happening.
5: Yeah. I I, I can't help but think, you know, from my point of view, uh, as an NFL guy that Mariota is not only a better fit, with his college film, the personality issues certainly uh, aren't there, though I think Manziel got a little bit, how you say, too much flack. Sometimes. Sure, sometimes, sure. Um, Mar- Mariota has a lot more talent going in, and I can see why you would go there. Uh, Ms. Council, you're picking for the Jags as you have the uh, AFC South. Um, I guess you didn't want to pick twice in a row, so you made that trade, but uh, I, I, I feel weird asking you how much more time you have on the clock or if your pick is in.
6: Um, my, my, I have about 50 seconds, but my pick is in. Hit me with it.
5: All right. So with the third pick in the 2015 NGSE Sports mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select?
6: Vic Beasley, Edge, Clemson.
5: So that that's okay. There you go with that. Uh, I actually need to learn to type. I'm typing Beasley instead of Clemson. but. Walk us through that. I mean, the Jags have a young offensive core, could have easily gone a receiver, maybe an Amari Cooper here, but you opted for the edge rush. Why so?
6: Um, Well, I think that uh, Jackson definitely, Jacksonville definitely needs to uh, get defense first. Um, A corner just can't be taken this high, that uh, they need to add to their offensive line. But it's still a little high for the number three. The edge class for this is so deep that I feel like the top guys are definitely worth the top picks. So, um, I mean, Beasley, he has the fastest first step in this year's class. Um, That, you know, it's kind of between Fowler that he's, you know, has been pretty high. But I feel like Beasley is a guy that is like, oh, is he too small? Like, everybody's just been hating on him, and I feel like that's kind of been fueling the fire. He's just been killing it. And his size isn't really. When he weighed in, he was was fine. So adding him to uh, Gus Bradley's toolbox, if you will, um, could put that pressure in other defenses and something that uh, the Jaguars really need.
5: Well, hey, chasing Andrew Luck around twice a year is certainly going to be a tall task, and they need to find people for that. I can't front on that. Uh, With that, uh, the Raiders are on the clock at number four. And, of course, we didn't want just anybody to go this. We have a show that focuses on the West, the NGSE West Recess, the show I used to host at one point under a different name, but nonetheless in the capable hands of one Jerome Butler at the Sports Butler on Twitter, DA. But we don't normally call him Jerome Butler. Around here we call him Raider Rome. That's why it's appropriate to... Well, give him the Raiders. It's that simple. And the AFC West on the whole is who he will be picking for tonight. Raider what's going on tonight, man?
7: He's on the oh, how are you feeling there, Kyle. Good to see you guys. And I'm okay. glad to be a part of this tonight.
5: I'm on the you're on the clock, so I don't want to waste your time too much. But... Only five
6: seconds in. He's got he's got still one uh one fifty left now, so
7: <laughs> thank you, Jamie. <laughs>
5: you're Welcome.
7: <laughs> uh Oh well I guess without any further ado, I guess we can go on and
5: get to it here. All right, his pick is in. So with that, the with the uh fourth pick, the Oakland Raiders select.
7: Leonard Williams, defensive end USC.
5: See that that that, that too, if 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 you followed the uh the mock drafts for uh draft central by uh, Montel Hardy and Josh Zimmer you would have seen that Leonard Williams was certainly a popular pick on it. Um, with that, let me just swing it back over to Josh. Leonard Williams, I mean, paired with Khalil Mack, you got to think that's a good force, huh?
4: Oh, that, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a great pick. You know, the, the board has really fallen the way that me and Montel have really kind of pictured it to. Uh, I know Montel is just as high on Leonard Williams as I am, so I'm actually going to toss it to Montel. Uh, Montel, what are your takes on Leonard Williams and how he's going to fit in Oakland?
2: Appreciate it, Josh. I, you know, I forgot I was going to call for a second there. You know, you feel like, uh, you know, uh, no man's land. But anyways, you know, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, you know, as far as the way the pick went – this is it. This is the way the board's supposed to fall. You know, you want to talk about value, I think that the Raiders should be thrilled that Williams is there for them at three. Um, Jacksonville, uh, or, I'm sorry, there for them at four. Jacksonville should be glad that they got uh, Beasley at three. That one might have uh, shaken some things up, but I can't fault Jacksonville. They feel like Beasley's the best player on the board. Uh, i just be interested to see how views. As far as the Raiders, I think they're, they're starting to build, uh, you know, one of the better front sevens in the AFC uh, with Khalil Mack and now Leonard Williams. So I'm excited to see how that works out.
5: And of course, you can find uh, Montel. He's one of the co-hosts on the N- NGSE Sports Weekly uh, at Montel NFL, of course, on Twitter. Um, he was just so anxious to jump in; I just he couldn't wait for his team's pick. Meh, but <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I certainly I certainly follow what you're saying there, Montel. And hey, that's why I'm a student of the game. I learned something listening to you talk. And of course, another man who I learned something from whenever he does talk. The uh, yet another a member, and actually. The, the third in the triumvirate of awesome that is the NGFC Sports Weekly. The man we know as the professor, because he seems to know everything you can about college sports, Mr. John set He's picking the four of the NFC East tonight. So, uh, John, I know you got your pick ready to go, my man, so go ahead and who do you have uh, getting picked fifth by the Washington Redskins?
3: It'll be Dante Fowler, linebacker, defensive end from uh, Florida.
5: So, yeah, a big name even I've heard uh, come from uh, the edge rush spot there, too. Um, Let me ask you this real quick, uh, John, and then um, from there, uh, Josh and Montel follow up as you see fit. Do you think the the, uh, Redskins are kind of a where-do-you-start team that really has a lot of different holes to fill?
3: As long as Dan Slatter can keep his nose out of trouble, which unfortunately he can't do, and allow his football operation people to actually do their job, it's probably always going to be a revolving door. But follow is a nice step, hopefully in the right direction.
5: Yeah, I, 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 that's a fair answer, absolutely. I couldn't better put it better um, for that at all. That puts the New York Jets on the clock. And, of course, when it comes to AFC East, it's not the first time you've heard this guy talk or write on the AFC East on this network. I refer to the senior man, the man of many trades, the man who talks many sports. You'll find him on Twitter at BlackRedsoxFan dot com, the most colorful Twitter name you've ever heard. But Twan Staley, what is going on my man?
1: Hey, actually you can just find me Antoine Staley, like on Twitter now. Like yeah. So I just I wanted to correct you on that. But thank you. Thank you for having me on Kyle.
5: Hey, you gotta let me know about these changes, man. I've I've been so attached to the Black Red Sox fan Twitter handle for so long, and you just pull the carpet <laughs> up you know, this big show, man. That's that's rough. That hurts. I
1: had to I had I to change, change it, to man. Professional reasons, man.
5: <laughs> oh well, fair enough. I mean, I guess I guess I guess I'll have to just start looking for the guy that has the white Blackhawks fan Twitter handle and move on.
1: <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs>
5: So I won't take your time anymore. I know you're on the clock, uh, unless you have your pick in, of course.
1: Yeah, already, uh, you already know who I'm going. Um,
5: all right. Fire away. That's uh, a uh, pick.
7: Uh, the Jets take. Uh, all right. I'm going Brenda Sheree from Iowa.
5: Brandon Sheree from Iowa. But for the audience at large, don't forget to say the position.
1: Oh, yeah, offensive tackle, excuse me. Thank
5: you. <laughs> I mean, I knew it because I happen to be a fat guy, but I'll be honest, you guys do the draft. I'm just here with the popcorn, you know, watching you guys. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, a first offensive lineman on the board at, or excuse me, off the board at six. I think that's a good place to start uh, since the top two quarterbacks are clearly already off the board. Uh I'll go with uh, you guys, Mon- uh, Montel, you got – oh, actually, you're on the clock. I'll get you on yours. But, Josh, um, going offensive tackle for the Jets, is that is, is that the right pick in your mind here?
4: Yes, uh, it is. You know, the one thing that if you're going to prove to the entire country and to the Jets fans that Geno Smith is your guy, you have to protect him. He can't throw from sitting down. Uh, I love Brandon Sharif. A dude who has a mean streak. Uh, he's going to block you into the ground, and then after the play he's going to stand over you and kind of smile with it. So he's going to bring a mean streak to that offensive line. He's going to be able to pull in right away and play as that right tackle. But if he's not ready to play right tackle, you can still pick him in and you have a potential all-pro guard. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Yeah, and that's that's something they need as well.
5: (laughs) I mean, what is it? The brookingshaw Ferguson is is definitely over 10 years in, as well as Nick Mangold, who are their two-star guys on that line. It's time for some new blood. I could certainly see that. Um, Moving next, seventh, of course, the Bears, represented by Mr. Montel Hardy. You know who he is by now. He jumped in with some awesome analysis. Um, You got two picks back-to-back, so uh, if you got your pick in, uh, let us know what you got for the Bears there, Montel.
2: Okay, uh, well, with the uh, seventh pick in the uh, NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Amari Cooper, wide receiver, Alabama. Uh, you know, awkwardly enough, I wear my Alabama hoodie as I make this call. But, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, step back. You know, from an analysis standpoint, polished route runner, solid hands. Uh, he played with one of the worst quarterbacks, in my opinion, uh, that Alabama's ever had in uh, Blake Sims in terms of, you know, ball velocity those types of things on Jeffrey's in the contract here. Marquise Wilson's working his way back. I think you've got to go wide receiver now that you lost Brandon Marshall. Uh, obviously, you've got defensive needs, maybe second round, third round. You can handle that.
5: Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned replacing Brandon Marshall. Of course, that's huge. Can't really put it any better than that. For, there are some people on many mock drafts that I've seen that don't even have Cooper falling this low. I mean, I'll, I'll ask you, and then, Josh, you know, let me know if you agree, um, is this kind of a miracle that you would have it? I wouldn't say a miracle, but uh, a bit of a gift that it falls this low as seven for Cooper to the Bears.
4: Yes. I mean, this is, I mean it, it worked out perfectly. I know Montel is a happy camper, uh, and hopefully this plays out in the next two weeks. But the way you got to look at it is they came out and said that Jay Cutler is their guy. Well, you can't really show the fans that he's their guy if you just traded Brandon Marshall. Alshon Jeffrey's entering a contract year. He could potentially be gone in the free agency next year. Who are you going to throw the ball to? Nobody in terms <laughs> of name. You have to get somebody to compliment Alshon Jeffrey. Amari Cooper, like Montel said, is the best route runner in this class, and he's probably the biggest deep threat. Uh, I like calling him the postmaster. This is really going to help, and this could potentially save Jay Cutler's career in Chicago, adding a guy like this.
5: Fair enough. Well, Montel, you, you have two choices here. If you want to drop more analysis, go ahead. But you are currently on the clock for the Falcons, so you can make your pick as well. It's your call, my man.
2: Well, oh, Josh, you, you're, I'm sorry, Josh and Kyle, you guys both know I could talk about my Bears forever. So we'll, we'll, we'll move it along and throw Atlanta some sugar here. Uh, they benefit from the board as well. Um, I've been, you know, I've talked to people, and I really feel like I got the pick. So uh, you're ready? I'll go ahead and drop uh, Atlanta's selection on this if you want.
5: Yeah, with the uh, with the eighth pick in the twenty fifteen NGSC Sports Mock Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select
2: the Atlanta Falcons select Bud Dupree, edge rusher, University of Kentucky.
5: Yeah, you know, I I, I I like that pick from a need standpoint because they haven't had an effective rush, in my opinion, since Julius Peppers mm-hmm. declined significantly, and I'll leave it at that. But, um, Josh, analyze analyze your fellow draft central man's pick here.
4: Well, th- this is awesome because I've been we've mocked this. Uh, me and him both mocked this. Uh, we've mocked it two weeks ago when we did our mock draft 3.0. Uh, Bud Dupree is really the guy that's getting a chance. Um, he's a guy he can play with his hand in the dirt if you want him with his weight. You know, he's 6'3", 267, but he's also agile enough and has the experience to play in space and even be a stand-up edge rusher he's immediately going to help strengthen a defensive line that hasn't been able to get consistent pressure on a a daily basis, and snap-by-snap basis. And it's really going to help strengthen the front seven. Because, again, when you have a league that now has Jameis Winston, the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees, and Cam Newton, you have to develop and get pressure and create a little bit of havoc within the pocket. This is a guy who's going to be able to do that and it's going to help change the defensive ways with Dan Quinn in Atlanta.
5: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, I, I, I know you're not as attached to the Falcons as you are the Bears, Montel, so I'm going to go ahead and get the next pick in. Uh, Ms. Jamie, go ahead and put the Rams on the clock. They're up next, but for uh, the New York Giants, the ninth pick selection, John Doucette, who do you have at this
3: spot? I think they'll go defense this time, probably in the secondary. i say Trey Wayne's becomes their ninth pick.
6: Trey from Michigan
5: State. Fair enough, and, and, and Sparty getting involved there overall. Um, Montel, so cornerback at nine for the Giants. It's definitely a team need. Uh, from there, what do you got?
2: Uh, well, I mean it's a team that's that, that needs uh that, that needs a lot on defense, especially if you're gonna run the type of defense Tom Coughlin likes to run. Uh, I thought I know they got a lot of money invested up front, so I I, I get it. I, I get it. Um, especially if Pierre Paul was healthy, maybe they're okay along that defensive line. Uh, obviously when I did my mock I went on and gave him the best pass rusher available. I gave him a defensive tackle. But uh on the Johns pick, uh Trey Wayne's is someone they can meet right now. Uh, you know, they spent a lot of picks uh, on the Mukamera uh, you know, just uh, pick after pick on guys who just didn't quite pan out. I think Wayne's going to be one of those guys who do pan out. And if you look at the NFC East, the receivers, it's like a track meet. You know, Pierre Gasson, Deshaun Jackson, uh, you know, uh, everyone that got to play against Philly, you know, what Chip Kelly's got planned on. Uh, it, it's got to be rough uh, if you can't uh, start at least three great corners because uh, this may be one of the most talented uh, wide receiving uh, divisions in football.
5: Fair enough. And next on the list, the St. Louis Rams are up on the, on the, on the board here. Uh, taking it, see, the reason why I have to, to, to slow myself is I have to remember that the other half of the NGSC West recess is a board here picking for the NFC West because we got Raider Rome for the AFC West. But make, make no mistake, still an analyst that brings you the information and does his research and works as hard doing it as well, the defenses of the division he's covering. I refer, of course, to Josh Madsen with, well, now that Twan Staley has changed his Twitter handle, currently the most entertaining Twitter handle on the, uh, on the panel at Josh Me, Josh Madsen, I don't know how you got that, but, hey, it works, man.
0: I, I like it, and I went with it. And I have a pick for you guys as well.
5: So with the 10th pick of the 2015 NGSC Sports, Mock Draft, the St. Louis Rams, select.
0: Eric Flowers, offensive tackle from Miami.
5: Hey, Josh, take it from here, man. Uh, They
0: need uh, to. Oh, the other Josh. Got it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to defend your pick, go ahead, Mr. Matthews.
0: Yes, please. Well, they have to replace Joe Barksdale, so they need to get somebody in there, and uh, the Rams are looking for somebody to make holes for the run game. So I think Eric Flowers at 6'6, 329 is a great pick. So. Um, I was thinking wide receiver, but offensive tackle was definitely the way to go for Grant. But take it away.
4: Mr. Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit of an interesting pick. Uh, yeah, they need to replace, uh, you know, uh, Barksdale. But at the same time, when you get got a guy like Kevin White on the board and that receiving core hurting the way they have with really, you know, Tavon Austin hasn't really shown, uh, you know, the essentials of being a first-round pick wide receiver back from a couple of years ago and Kenny Britt really being your most consistent guy, uh, I was surprised that the Rams didn't really go to find a weapon here. But getting an offensive lineman like this, uh, he has to really develop his feet as a pass, uh, as a pass blocker. Uh, he sometimes tends to lean. But in terms of a run blocker, he's a road grader. He's going to be perfect on the right side of the offensive line. Uh, this is going to be a good pick for Jeff Fisher to work with.
5: Well, I mean, I'm biased because I'm an O-lineman, but considering the fact that, they weren't able to keep Sam Bradford upright on a regular basis and lost some offensive line earlier in the offseason. Not exactly a horrible idea either. I'm just saying. But, you know, that's, that's – that's, like I said, I got the – <laughs> it's what I do. I, I, I'm sorry about that, you know. But, um, Josh, you're on the clock uh, right now with the Vikings.
6: Yeah, 30 seconds.
5: Oh, look out.
4: Yeah, and with that, we're, you know, we're ready to go. Uh, Vikings are ready to select.
5: So with the 11th pick in the 2015 NGSC Sports Mock Draft, the Vikings select
4: Kevin White, wide receiver, West Virginia.
2: (laughs) Montel, break it down. Uh, you know, i take a look at this one, and this is just one of those where, uh, you know, you got to play your board, right? Uh, you know, two offensive tackles are gone. Trey Waynes, uh, I could I could just feel Josh Zimmer's heart breaking in half when Trey Waynes came off the board to John at nine. But, hey, it's okay. You've got great value here. Uh, you know, I look at my big board, and I think about the types of things that uh, Kevin White can do. Uh, I had him as uh, my my seventh overall player. They're picking here at 11. So, hey, great value to pick by Josh, uh, I think, with him. And, and uh, with the emerging receiving core they have there, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater should have a plethora of weapons, and, and maybe with value they'll get a shot at getting a guy, a really good uh, guy to, to protect Bridgewater in round two, uh, especially if AP comes back. I like what this does to their offense.
5: Well, especially after the shellacking he took on Twitter for picking White ahead of Cooper in his mock draft, it's no shock he made the pick. <laughs> I just had to bring that up, Josh. I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and the biggest thing with that too, Kyle, is, you know, like Montel said, you have to play the board. Now, realistically with the Vikings is the receiver, that big of of an issue right now? No, with adding Mike Wallace through the trade. However, uh, with some of the guys that we are targeting, it would be a little bit of a reach if we were to take a Shaq Thompson at 11, although he would be a great fit in that defense. Kevin White, is, it, it would be the same example if, if Mari Cooper was able to fall. It's going to be a great guy that Teddy Bridgewater can grow with, learn with, and potentially create, hopefully, in many Vikings fans, including my own mind, a potential Super Bowl run in years to come.
5: And with Cordero Patterson being uh, a questioned character of late, this is a good fallback. I can't front on that. But at any rate, Ms. Jamie Council, the Titans are next up with one of the first two picks that they – uh, received from the Browns in the trade from the top. I don't know how much time you have left because you're keeping it, but of course it will let us know. I'm, I'm not cheating. I have
6: 25 seconds left, but I'm, I'm ready to go.
5: So with the 12th pick in the trade from the Cleveland Browns, the Tennessee Titans select.
6: Danny Shelton, defensive tackle from
2: Washington.
5: There you go. Well, hey, I think that's another uh, playing the board situation. Montel, am I wrong there?
2: Uh, absolutely not, uh, not absolutely not, Kyle. When I look at the way this board is shaping out, and and you know there's some um, you know parts here that are different. But uh, you know, initially I had Shelton going to twelve uh, to, to Cleveland, but when they traded up for Mariota, they, they knew that they were uh, opting out of that. And so essentially, if uh, J.B. doesn't take him here uh, at twelve with the Titans, then he might fall into free fall because some of these teams already have those tackles and guys that can play inside. Uh, this is a you know, really needs nice pass rushing help, and I think. The Titans have taken step one towards pressuring and hopefully beating Andrew Luck. I'm excited to see what, what they do with the 19th pick, but uh, if, if they nailed this one, the Titans would conceivably be the story of day one, you know, coming out aggressive, doing the right thing.
5: Oh, look at that. That's, that's a whole heap of praise coming there from Montreal to oh. for Jamie Council on that particular okay. one. Uh, of course, next on the board here are the New Orleans Saints. I, well, he, I has, have... he has a minute 30
6: left on the clock.
5: At so. oh, the clock, I love it. But, you know, I, I, have, I have in-laws from New Orleans, so I have to say null, no and, you know, that's how it works. Otherwise, you know, I don't sound like a local, right? Anyway, so while uh, we wait for uh, Mr. Zimmer to get his pick in for the Saints, Montel, uh, this many defensive tackles this high in the draft, uh, a part of me is is enjoying that simply because it's a decision I don't position in general. I don't think it's enough tension in the league. Um, what say you on that?
2: Uh, I think you got to give the big guys some sugar, Kyle. You're exactly right. Uh, you know, the edge class is very deep. It's very talented. But at the same time, there's some questions with it. So when you think about it, you know, a lot of teams can never have enough pass rushers. And some of these guys, the defensive tackle, might pay out better or just as good. So you look at the board right now, uh, you know, Danny Sheldon's off the board, Leonard Williams off the board. Don't be surprised if Malcolm Brown finds his way off the board. This is a very talented defensive tackle. You might want to get a five tackle or Mario Digazo, a defensive end edge rusher out of UCLA might be on the board. So you look at these guys, not necessarily these edge rushers, but these defensive tackle, defensive ends, and then some of your edge rushers might be which seatball off the board here, especially now that these be pretty off the board. And how
5: Josh how... has
6: fifteen seconds on the clock.
5: And we're ready to go. Oh, okay. Well, if he's ready to go, let's fire it off with the 13th pick, the New Orleans Saints select.
4: Randy Gregory, linebacker, Nebraska.
5: You know, I like that a lot just because uh, it's funny. You guys will appreciate this. My wife, who is from New Orleans, said, make sure on your show that you talk about how the Saints still need a better defense. Of course, she wasn't aware that they got Brandon Browner and Danelle Ellerby yet, but this only enhances those offseason moves, which I liked for a fact, i mean montel I, I i gotta i gotta ask are you on that same vein
2: absolutely and i think this is a guy who uh you know he's gotten into some trouble obviously but as, as i talked to josh and as i've told other people you look at his tape and uh he's got to frame neck in that way. it doesn't guarantee he will but playing where he is now he's heavy handed you know when i watch his tape i, I call him little bear right because he's he doesn't know he's he doesn't he plays a lot bigger than he is but he doesn't know he's very small in terms of football athleticism and size but he's, he's so powerful for a guy that's 230 235 i've seen him body slam people i'm sure we've all seen the sports science uh, video where he takes the dummy's head off it's never happened uh he's just heavy-handed you know the guy has a body that he can throw around and, and he can he can mess some people up on the the side of the football so i like this pick for the saints uh, at 12 is a team that needs to get tougher and it needs to be more aggressive. Uh, uh, and building that uh, Rob Ryan defense now. Part of that is rushing the passer. They've got Junior Gellet there, you know, Cameron Jordan. They, they can do some things now with Randy Gregory.
5: Yeah, I, that's, I mean, them the, uh, toughening the Saints up is certainly what was necessary. Of course, next up at 14, we have Antoine Staley doing his thing. Too. I'm ready, too. And he's ready to throw it down. So with the 14th pick in the NGFC Sports mock draft for 2015, Antoine Staley selects.
7: Devontae
1: Parker, wide receiver from Louisville.
5: Yeah, and that's another big name even I knew going into this draft. When it comes to it, Josh Zimmer. What do you think, man? I mean, they, they, they. I feel like they need O linemen but I don't know that that's the right pick at this point. So, a wide receiver, you got to dig what the Dolphins are doing there.
4: Oh yeah, I dig it, and I dig, uh, I dig Twan's pick because it's making us look smart. Because I actually mocked that in my uh, in my uh, latest mock. Uh,
5: Information.
4: Uh, the biggest thing is that Tannehill needs weapons. Uh, You get rid of, you know, you add Kenny Fields to the trade, but you also got rid of Mike, you know, Mike Wallace and also Brian Hartline's gone. (laughs) You you don't have very much to to work with. Uh, You also have Charles Clay who's left. There's really, in terms of receiving threats, there's not a whole lot of them uh, right now in Miami. You get Devontae Parker, a guy who's big, tall, lanky. He has the speed. I believe, he, you know, ran four fours at the combine. Uh, this is going to be a guy who's going to be able to be the vertical threat with the size that Tannehill needs to help develop and really take the next step for the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I'll say this real quick. Uh, yeah, they need a, they need somebody with size. Like Jarvis is a good slot receiver. Uh, you got Kenny Stills that can stretch this, the defense, and also get out of space. But, yeah, you need somebody that's big, like sits with three, and that's what Parker does. And that's the reason I decided to take him.
5: Absolutely, man. I, I like. Uh, hey, I dug it from the top myself and you know I'm not even a draft guy here, so I'm sounding smarter with every minute that Josh and Montel break this down. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyways, <laughs> Mr. Matson, you are on the clock at current for the San Francisco 49ers, so you best get this one right because while I'm not wearing my Niners cap tonight, I still want to see this team well represented in the draft because after all they lost, they need something to fill some gaps. Alright,
0: the pick is in. I have a pick.
5: Alright, so fifteenth pick. The 49ers select.
0: Marcus Peter, cornerback Washington.
5: Interesting. Interesting. Uh well Mr. Hart, uh well actually walk us through your thought process first, Mr. Matson.
0: Oh, they need to replace, they need to replace uh Chris Culliver. I think that's the big need. I think they're willing to take a an effort or a i pick on a guy who, you know, had a little bit of issues in college, but I think he's physical enough for the NFC, so NFC West, so that's why. They need corner help, and it was just
1: the right pick.
5: Yeah, I mean, with, with a group that's so defensively strong, I mean, it's, it's, it's a constant defensive arms race in the NFC West, certainly, so we can see why you went that direction. Uh, Montel, uh, go ahead and weigh in real quick, man.
2: Yeah, you know, I really I really like this pick and the direction you go in. I talk about it a lot. You think about how old that defensive front is getting, uh, you know, Justin Smith, you know, is he going to retire? Is he not? You know, the linebacking core is getting thin. Some of those needs can be addressed in the second and third round, but you really got to help out that back four. It's quietly uh, very thin right now, and I think you get Marcus Peters. I as my number two corner on the board. Go ahead and get him in there now, physical, tough. And he can help you out, especially uh, – you know, with some emerging offenses. I don't know what San Diego's going to do, but Kansas City's probably going to make a move, and we all know uh, Peyton Manning could ball as well. So uh, I like this move to help them kind of save face uh, in a year when they're looking, you know, pretty down, but this draft can help give them that shot in the arm I think they need.
5: Fair enough, man. I dig it. The Texans at current are on the clock. Our timekeeper, Jamie Council, is currently rocking that. Um, so while she uh, ponders her pick, uh, Raider Rome, let me ask you real quick, man. I mean, you and Josh are doing this thing representing the West. Uh, so far, so good. i got to say, the, the analysts had a lot of good stuff to say for the Western picks so far. Uh, well, I, I enjoy how it's going
7: so far. I mean, <laughs> I was a little shocked, though, that, that he went off as a lineman at 10. I thought that the Rams would probably go wide receiver. But, they Josh, is doing a pretty good job so far. And I think Leonard Williams, he's going to come in and get right next to Khalil Mack and Jerry Ellis and do some great things for Oakland, and we continue to build ourselves a young, dominant defense.
5: Hey, well, I maintain that it starts with the fat men keeping quarterbacks upright. Then you can get that icing on the cake that is the wide receiver. Don't let them intimidate you, Mr. Matson. I think you did that right. That's just me. The draft guys are probably going, stop talking, Kyle. You don't know what you're talking about when it comes to draft. But that's how I feel. <laughs> Uh, much I am all, I'm,
6: I'm all set. I'm not, I'm not going to cheat on the time, but even if I wanted to, I don't have to. I, I got my pick.
5: <laughs> See, always so negative. I'm not trying to accuse you. I'm just checking in to make sure I'm not keeping you waiting.
6: <laughs> hey, I, I just cover all my bases, you know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, while we personally, well, well, for me personally, the last round we did my favorite team, this round we do the team that has my favorite player, the Houston Texans. Pretty certain you're not going to draft in the defensive line for this one. I'm going to go out on that limb. But with the 16th pick in the NGSU Sports 2015 mock draft, the Houston Texans select
6: Jalen Strong, wide receiver, Arizona State.
5: Josh, am I wrong to not be shocked that the Texans went wide receiver at this point?
4: No. Montel can attest for this. I love Jalen Strong. Uh, this is a great pick. The reason why I really like it for Houston is because Andre Johnson leaves. He was really your biggest receiving threat in terms of his size. You bring a guy in like Jalen Strong, yeah, you know, there are some questions about his separation skills or maybe the fact that he's not the greatest route runner, but the fact of the matter is when you watch his tape, he kind of does compare to a little bit of Calvin Johnson with a little bit in his game in terms of how he can climb the ladder how he can run routes, and the fact that he has four-four speed makes it even better with his size. He's 6'4", 214. This could be a great pick for whoever decides to be the quarterback for the Houston Texans next year.
5: Yeah, I I, I can see that. Uh, so Montel, uh, let me ask this question uh, for younger receivers like this, who are marked as people who have problems with separation or or uh, are more known for speed than their route running. As a rookie, you can get by earlier on with those attributes and kind of learn your way into a better craft as receiver. I would assume that's what the Texans are hoping for.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I get it Uh, when I did my mock and and when I look at some other mocks, It seems like the Texans are the hardest team to, uh, to draft for. Uh, not only are they sitting dead in the middle of uh, the first round, but also there's a team that, you know, is essentially a 500 team this year. Uh, they're very uh, very indescript. You know, they have some needs. It's hard to know, especially what the most pressing one is. Uh, I think if you're going to go receiver, you've got to go a, a guy who needs a little bit more trust possession. I uh, you know the way he tested, he tested more like a true go get it, at wide receiver. I have some questions about his tip hips, his ability to get in and out of routes. Uh, but when you have a team that, you know, has DeAndre Hopkins who burst onto the scene, you got to got an excuse for shorts, they'll build for speed. So if, if Jalen Strong can come in, show him some power in the end zone and do some of the things, uh, they have the time and the type of uh, receiving court allow him to develop. It just concerns me because you're getting all these weapons, you're holding up for, for who at quarterback? You know, is this is Ryan Malice's team? So uh, I know that might not be addressed soon, but you just got to wonder what the Texans are building for because uh, I know everyone's player, favorite player here is J.J. Watt. You know, let's not waste this guy's prime, you know, the Texans will be to be in the playoffs.
5: Well, yeah, and they darn near get there with just J.J. Watt, and then they add the world's fastest immovable object in Vince Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyways, sorry. enough about that. Yeah, um, Sorry, just 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 kind of
6: throwing that in there because I feel like that's my job, but sorry to cut you off. Go ahead.
5: Never. No, no, you're doing it like a champ. I I appreciate that, absolutely. Lady Rome, your Chargers are indeed on the clock on the moment, so uh. We'll be waiting on you to declare when you have a pick.
7: All Uh, right, I'm I'm ready to go and let you have it.
5: All right, let's get it. Pick seventeen, the San Diego Chargers select.
7: Uh, Ah, running back, Georgia.
5: Wow, going running back here. Uh, I gotta ask Greater Rome just in general, and I'll let I'll let Josh and Montel Wayne in in a second. Uh, I guess Brandon Oliver doesn't do it for you uh, back there in the backfield when it comes to the Chargers.
7: Uh, Brandon Oliver, I mean, he's a decent back. He went over 100 yards last season against Oakland. But when healthy, Todd Gurley is the most dynamic player in this draft class. And if you, can, if you can get him healthy and his knees ready to start opening day, he'll be the guy. And San Diego, they'll feel pretty good with this pick. You got rid of Ryan Matthews, so you need yourself a game breaker out there. And you got the offensive of line to open holes for him. So I think Gurley will fit right in and take a lot of pressure off of Phillip Rivers right from the beginning.
6: Do you feel like they should be, sorry to cut right in, but do you feel like
7: they should be um, at all concerned about his health? Oh, they should, but I hear he's having himself an examination, and if all goes well, he should be the first running back taken off of the board. So, I mean, with a guy like Gurley at 17, it's kind of a low-risk, high-reward type deal. And if it doesn't work out, you still have Brandon Oliver and Donald Brown as your running backs.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that I'm really excited to see, how his workouts have been going. Because I watched some of his tape before he was injured, and it's it's pretty impressive. But um, but I, I haven't really seen how any of his workouts thus far have been going or what he's been able to do
7: so far. So
6: I just wanted to get your take on that.
7: Well, I haven't seen him work out too much myself either. I know he's been doing a lot of, like, um, weightlifting, and at the combine he did a lot of, like, Classroom stuff. So he seems like a pretty smart player, also. But if Demi is all five, then like I said before, it's a pretty low risk, high reward type proposition. And San Diego needs a running back anyway that could be a game breaker. So even if they have to wait a month or so for to once the season starts, I think Brandon Oliver and Donald Brown should be able to hold down the fort. And once growing gets in there, he'll just dominate. Like I believe he can.
5: Wow. I I guess you'll just have to wait to analyze the next pick, Josh and Montel. That was some solid work. From Jamie Council and Raider Rome. Uh, Rome, you are currently on the clock for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um,
6: we have 30 seconds left.
5: Okay, so Rome, let us know when you got something there. Uh, but in the meantime, I mean, Montel, Josh, do you have anything to add to that particular breakdown there uh, to the Chargers pick? Uh, I, I hear Raider Rome playing the, uh, playing the board defense. Are you down with that, or uh, would you have gone a different direction here?
2: Uh, I think pre-injury, uh, there's no doubt, and even post-injury, if he passes that physical, even if you got to sit him for you, I don't think he might have to, to be honest. But I, I think if he-, if he passes that physical, everything looks good. Uh, you know, I said it back since September. i have said it now. There's not 32 players um, better than Todd Gurley, so he is a first-round draft pick. Uh, here at 17, I can't argue with it, especially if the whispers are true about what's going on with Philip Rivers, uh, you know, what they might do with him. Uh, regardless, they might have to go in a different direction over the next couple years. So uh, why not stabilize yourself there? Um, And this is a very uh, run-friendly division. I mean, outside of uh, hopefully the Raiders, but outside of Denver, you know, you you can run the ball really well with success. Uh, People ran all over the Chiefs a little bit. So uh, you want to do that and bring some stability to your your offensive attack. You know, Ryan Matthews just didn't quite pan out, so uh, they were uh, holding the bag.
5: Fair enough. Yeah, I I mean, Ryan Matthews' uh, injuries certainly made the difference there. Rome, do you have the Chiefs for us yet?
7: Okay, we are prepared.
5: Bring it then. With the 18th pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select.
7: Landon Collins, strong safety, Alabama.
5: Wow, a a huge, you know, that's interesting there too. Um, It would seem obvious to go receiver here. I can see why you may not have at this spot. I know I've talked to Brandon Howard uh, about this in the past, and, and he said the same thing a while back on the student game I was talking to him as why you don't go receiver here. This makes an already awesome defense better, I guess, is the goal. Josh, weigh in, man.
4: Yeah, you know what? This is kind of an interesting pick. You know, the things that happened with Eric Berry and, unfortunately, you know, his fight with leukemia, uh, that hurts him off the field as much as it does on the field, uh, the fact that, you know, yeah, they have Ron Parker, but he's no Eric Berry, and they need to find a way to replace that. Landon Collins is that type of guy, and me and Montel both agree. He's the type of guy that can really play in the box, but if you have to, he can also play that double high look and be able to guy that actually can play in space and cover. He has extreme ball skills, he knows how to attack, and he actually does take really good angles, but he's really physical in the run game, and that's something that I want to see out of a safety, especially with a guy that his size. Uh, this should be a great fit in that defense. When you already look at it, they have a great front seven as it is. So you get a guy back there who can really track the ball and actually play the ball in here. This is going to be a lot different in that AFC.
5: You know, uh, Brandon, we haven't heard from you in a bit because, well, you traded your <laughs> your pick early on to draw back a bit. I mean, the safety piece here for the Chiefs, uh, I would go ahead and weigh in, weigh in on that real quick yourself.
1: No, I, I think it's an outstanding pick. And uh, people kind of – Miscast. I think that Collins is just a in the box type player, but uh, he he can also go uh, single high. Um, but that he loves playing in the box. That is his forte. That's what he loves to do. And um, if you can get someone that can kind of roam sideline to sideline and and kind of be that that center fielder, so to speak, um, he would thrive in a defense like that. But if you're asking him to be single high, also he he can do that as well. He has the athleticism necessary to do just that.
5: Fair enough. Sounds like a round, well-rounded individual all the way around. Of course, the timekeeper at current. No, I know you're not cheating, Jamie. It's cool. But I pick, of course, being the Titans at current, uh, which would have been the Browns in a, tra- uh, in a pick that they received from the Bills via a trade. Um, so we will wait for the Titans to get there. I'm, 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 I'm
6: at two minutes now. So
5: There you go. So with um, does that mean you have your pick in, or do you have two minutes? Yeah,
6: yeah, I, I have my pick in. I'm, I'm
5: I'm just waiting for you on this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> with the nineteenth pick and their second in the first round, the Titans select
6: Shane Ray Edge, Mizzou.
5: Gosh, break it down.
4: You know what, I really like this pick. You know, the one thing, uh, had, the, had the Titans stayed at number two, uh, they would have gone uh, within the defensive line. Uh, probably more likely would have been Leonard Williams. But getting a guy like Shane Ray to be able to plug him in, uh, this is going to be perfect. You know, they added a guy like Brian Apple, who's going to be able to rush on the edge. This is also a good player for him to learn from in terms of Shane Ray. He's going to be able to learn how to really stand up and play because he hasn't, in his time at Mizzou, Stood up in a whole amount. Uh, He's been a guy that's really just been his hand in the dirt, and he he plays uh, within the front four on the defensive line. But he does have that versatility. He is comfortable in space. The zoo does like to drop him into coverage at times, which is kind of shocking considering that he set their sack record this year. No matter what, when you have a league, like we said with the Jacksonville Jaguars, when you have a league and a division with Andrew Luck, you have to find a way to get pressure. Otherwise, you're just not going to be competitive in that league. It's a great pick for the Tennessee Titans.
6: But I have a uh, – oh, by the way, uh, the there's still, there's still a minute 30 on the clock. But Josh or Montel, whichever, I have a question for you. With Jalen Collins, a cornerback is one of the needs for the Titans. That was one pick that I was kind of going in between. Do you feel like they should have gone cornerback, or why was Shane Ray the right pick on this one? Montel, we'll go to you because, you know – Josh just
2: talked. Uh, sure, that. yeah, no, I'm looking at this, and I think this is great because you know I went into this and I said, you know, no matter what, the Titans need to leave this draft with a, a great pass rusher. You know, this is the league; everyone thinks, oh, you need a quarterback here, quarterback here. AMC South is not that strong. If you can find a way to get past Andrew Luck, uh, if you find a way to hit Andrew Luck, you can win. And uh, as soon as they traded uh, out of that top, as soon as you make that trade, Jamie, I was like, man, you know, you're gonna miss out on Leonard Williams. What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> get Danny Sheldon to say, Ray, duh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> those with 12 and 19. I think that's a lot value there, and I think it would always be better than one pass rusher is two, and you go and draft two, and I think you really help yourself out uh, in that division with the type of needs they have. Uh, they added a rag pro. Um, after that, man, I mean, maybe get another, you know, a little bit more help from Menberger, but, you know, look out. Like I said before, if the Titans really do this, this is a great first round.
5: Unfortunately, the Titans have so much work to do, it just may not matter in the long run.
2: I, I don't know what's. With you.
5: No 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 no. You you got that
6: backwards. It matters in the long run, but in the short run,
5: oh, you know. Excuse me. <laughs>
6: it's okay. It's okay. But the 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 time is up. So.
5: I'm getting chided left and right. John, you said you are the man who has to hold of the hand of Chip Kelly that he won't be able to get the the guy from Oregon at quarterback. But the Eagles, who do they pick with number twenty? John said
3: Kevin Johnson, a cornerback from Wake Forest.
5: Mm, that's I, I like that move overall uh, for that defense. They've been a weak point. Uh, Josh, break it down, man.
4: You know what, Kevin White's a guy that's real. Uh, Kevin Johnson, excuse me, has been really a guy who's been really starting to climb boards. Uh, he's a guy that you know when I first started the process back in January, I really thought that he might have been anywhere between a a mid-to-late second-round pick, but it's a guy who has extreme ball skills. He's very comfortable in playing on an island, and when you play in a league, like we said, you know that division is loaded with wide receivers, with Dez Bryant more than likely being the most talented one out of all of them. Uh, you have to find a way to really kind of shut him down or at least slow him down. Kevin Johnson might be that type of opportunist uh, for Chip Kelly and the Eagles.
5: Fair enough. Brandon Howard, you're on the clock at current with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let us know when you have your pick in on that. But um, sure. let me run over to um, – actually, I haven't heard from Twan Staley in a while. Let me go ahead and ask you this. When it comes to the Bengals, I mean, I, 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 you're a guy who can speak on any team, so I'll go ahead and go this direction. Um, the biggest need there is tougher for me to pick out because they're one of those teams that is – Pretty good at a lot of positions, but just not really great at any other than in the case of A.J. Green. What would you say is the biggest need for the Bengals right now there, Twan? Or not?
2: I can go ahead and jump <laughs> If you want, I didn't know Twan was. Is Twan here? I, I could I could jump in a little bit for you, Kyle. Uh, right. You know, you at a team like uh, Cincinnati, this is a team uh, I think defense is a strength. They're doing some things, but they're also trying to figure out what's going on on offense. What do they have to do to get Andy Dalton to be more productive, more consistent? Um, I know he's one of your favorite quarterbacks, Kyle. So maybe uh, maybe help this guy out with this pick, or maybe make the defense just that special. Even though this is a really tough defensive division, um, I, I, I'm curious to see what you do with this pick. But I really think maybe you got to help Andy out here. Uh,
5: I agree with that. But also, do you really want to know who my favorite quarterback in the NFC, in the AFC North is? Anybody that's not Joe Flacco. Moving on.
2: Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to regret that. After his Hall of Fame speech, Kyle, you will fully regret that. That's all I have to
5: say. <laughs> Brandon Howard, please tell me you have a pick so we don't have to listen to this madness anymore. And
1: oh, I, a do. I do. So. <laughs> so, um
5: Go ahead with pick yes, I'm... one, the Cincinnati Bengals select.
1: Lyle Collins, offensive tackle out of LSU.
5: See, that's it's called protection for when Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. I can't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i it if you hadn't brought that. Montel, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, and, and, because uh, what can I say, man? But please go ahead and break down the pick there, Montel.
2: Uh, sure, yeah. I just said, you know, you really got to help out Andy Dalton to try to see if you can do it. And uh, this is what I've been talking to people before about is that a lot of people are down on this guy. I think, you know, maybe he's getting, he needs a little bit more time. You know, some people get it eventually. Some people will get it immediately. Uh, Andy Dalton is somewhere in between there. Uh, you got to shame him into production right now. So he's got two great running backs. You got one great receiver. Uh, build that offensive of line. Give him more time to make these decisions, and maybe the decisions get better. I think that's the hope here is that everything gets better with this pick. Uh, I really like Mayo Collins too. Uh, flat out physical offensive tackle, he's a grinder. Uh, one of the best run blockers I think I've seen in the SEC this year, probably the best, and one of the better uh, offensive tackles in this draft. Uh, his style is he will wear you out, well, play by play, down by down, so much to where in the second half, uh, edge rushers, defensive ends, they just you know they they just say forget it. <laughs> I'm not going to try this anymore. So great value here at 20. 20- for the Bengals, yeah, he's already <laughs> very proficient.
1: Yeah, he's also very proficient at getting down blocks and reach blocks. He's got very mm-hmm. underrated lateral agility. So, I mean, when it comes to getting yeah. the down blocks, I mean, he's getting his head across and he's filling off at the end. So that's why I picked him here. I thought he'd be a great fit with the Bengals.
2: And just double checking here, we've got male Collins with tackle, right? We're playing him a tackle. Yes, tackle, tackle. There we go. There
5: we go. Good man. He's checking up on you. Well, hey, now he's going to be back-to-back. Under the watchful eye of Montel Hardy, uh, Brandon Howard is still on the clock because he has the AFC North and the Steelers are next in line with the 22nd pick, and that'll be the last pick we have before the break. Um, So let us know when you're ready there, B-How. But, um, you know, in the meantime, when it comes to the Steelers, their O-line is, of course, the fans have maligned their O-line for years, it seems like, um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger aging and things like that. But how about the mass exodus from that defense? I mean, Montel, w- w- what do you do to try and hope to even think of filling that gap?
2: I think you just got to take uh, the best offensive player available. I don't think you can worry too much about Need now because if, if you look at their secondary, just their secondary, there isn't really – there might be one startable player in the second Um, I don't know if they're going to go four, three, three, four. I'm going to assume they stay 3-4 for now. But uh, what you want is a personal defensive piece, in all seriousness. If you want to build, if you want to get there, they can find themselves in last uh, in what's a very tough AFC North this year if they do not establish a new defensive front. Uh, and that includes the front seven. Is Jarvis Jones going to turn the corner? Uh, we never know.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean – the losing both Ike Taylor and Paul Amalu. I mean, as all-around players go in the secondary, you don't do better than Paul Amalu. And then mm-hmm. Ike Taylor is an icon at this point uh, uh, in the modern Steeler era. So it's um, it's a whole lot there to try to replace. And that's not even getting into Brent Kiesel's uh, departure at this point. But, uh, Brandon Howard, if you're ready for us, my man. Yes, I'm ready. Fire away with pick twenty-two. The Pittsburgh Steelers select
1: Demarius Randall, a uh, free safety out of Arizona State.
5: Ooh, there you go. And <laughs> ask it, you shall receive. Uh, Josh Montel was mentioning a well-rounded defensive player for the Steelers. That that's what they needed for their future. Did Brandon Howard accomplish that?
4: Yeah, you know what, he accomplished it, and and, and then more. Uh, the fact that. Uh, Not a whole lot of people really expect to hear Demarius Randall's name in the first round. Uh, This is a great pick. This is a guy who I think is really being undervalued. Uh, He can play in space. He's a great safety. He he has the same exact ball skills, a little bit smaller than Landon Collins, but he can move extremely well. has very fluid hips. You can tell that he has a high football IQ. He can understand route concepts and coverages. He understands to put himself in the right position. This is going to be a good replacement with Troy Polamalu's retirement.
6: And then, Josh, I have a question for you off of that, though. Um, Demarius Randall, if I'm not mistaken, is 79 on your um, big board, so your depth chart kind of looking at that. He's down there. So while you say he is a very good player, what do you feel is his uh, downfalls, if you will? because um, Because obviously you see one if you're going to put him 79,
4: Well, it's not necessarily with him. In terms of being a safety, he's probably my third best safety in this class. Uh, But in terms of other players and where they should be picked, uh, there obviously are a lot more players that should go in front of him. But the fact of the matter is the Steelers more than likely have to draft on need when they're at 22, but they're also going to have to really take the best player available in terms of how to fill that need. They're not just going to take a player and plug it in. I think Demarius Randall should be a good player. Uh, and, those, you know, these lists are a little outdated with Mike and Montel. Uh, he is a guy that is going to continue to rise up on our boards, as he's going to be continue to rise up on the boards of many people within the draft community. Uh, and, that, you know, it's a great pick. Uh, he's best player available. It's going to be a guy that you're going to be able to easily plug in right away. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of faults in his game. The one fault I might see is a lot of people don't really like his size. I don't really have an issue with that. Uh, it's basically going to be whether or not if he can be plugged and played right away, and I think – with the way the Steelers play defense, they he's going to be able to do that, and he's going to be able to be pretty efficient.
2: Oof.
1: Oof. And like they say, okay. if you're good enough, you're big enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, uh, and, and that's what you ought to do. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if you was the second say to come off the board, but, man, at, at, at that pick at 22, man. It's tough. I mean, I, I like his, I like some of what I saw on the tape. He's just very over aggressive. You know, can, can we discipline this guy? He's biting on the double moves. He's he's biting. He's aggressive in his back. You know. I just wonder, you know, is he one of those guys that can get exploited early on over-aggressiveness? You know, you think about these Kenny Vaccaros of the world, you know, overzealous in that pursuit, balls being thrown directly over the head. So I just hope that whoever gets him in, I mean, immediately uh, from a mental capacity, he, he's got to get it, you know. Um, little on besides too. So uh, I, I like him. He plays bigger than he looks, to be fair. He, he's got good enough speed. He can do a lot of the things you want. Uh, but uh, I just wonder about you know the mental mistakes and mental errors. You I know mean, we saw it a little bit in this college tape. Uh, does it translate to the NFL immediately? I, I really hope not for Pittsburgh State.
5: Well,
1: you got to take the BPA and uh, and as well as the uh, the need, you know, and, and marry those two together. And I felt like that was the best pick at the time. So uh, what would to say? Hey,
5: okay. hey, hey, hey. I'm not going to front on Brandon Allen. I've I've learned quickly that there is methods to his madness, and that he has taught me many things. Well, both you guys have. I'm so conflicted right now. You know what? <laughs> I need a minute to get composed. So let's go ahead and jump and take uh, our, uh, our break here at the point of the show here. Of course, you are listening to the NGSC Sports 2015 mock draft. <laughs> Great job by everybody so far. I'm going to get composed, get more popcorn. We'll see you all in 60 seconds. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official Daily Fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily Fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like the brand-new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You can win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And of course, you're here listening to us here on NGSC Sports. Good times all the way around because football, but not just because football, because the awesome, of talent we have in the room tonight, breaking down this draft. Guys, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm talking with uh, Ralph Garcia here on the chat, and he made the excellent point of telling me that too much talent in the room is a great problem to have. And all you guys tonight have done a great job breaking down the draft. And I'm merely an accessory to this, awesome, to this awesome. I'm just glad to be hosting it. Great times all the way around. But, hey, let's go ahead and get back to it. We're starting to breach uh, here the bottom part of the draft. Some of the teams that performed a bit better in 2014, making their 2015 picks now. Uh, Josh Zimmer. The Lions are at 23, and though you are a Vikings fan, <laughs> I hope you're making a pick that actually scares you in case it actually happens. But uh, with the 23rd pick, the Detroit Lions select...
4: Malcolm Brown, defensive tackle, Texas.
5: that bit been of a piece off the board. You know, pairing that with Hello Nada Nata... Oh, it
4: was. To... It was. No, so with that one, I did not get a chance to write that down as I was busy tweeting our stuff out. But with the twenty-third pick, the Lions will take T.J. Clemming's offensive tackle, Pittsburgh.
5: Wait, oh, okay.
2: Wait, did you just, wait? Did you just pick twice, guys? <laughs> Josh, did you did you just pick
4: twice? <laughs> no, if Malcolm Brown's gone, if I wrote it down correctly, correct. He is. So with that, TJ yeah, – who,
7: who drafted Malcolm Brown? Wait, wait. I don't who,
6: recall who drafted him being – I, I don't think anybody drafted Malcolm Brown. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so Josh, you, you can't pick twice here. The we the <laughs> time for trading is over.
2: Let's give Josh Malcolm Brown. Okay. I mean, I'm sure so, – It's okay to assume he let's, wouldn't let's be available here. Okay. No, i have a question.
6: Do the license – I mean, do the Lions – go offensive tackle with TJ Clemmings, or do they go on the defense with Malcolm Brown? Josh? Let's hear it.
4: They go defensive tackle with Malcolm Brown out of the University of Texas.
6: Okay, and mm-hmm. why do they go on the defense with this one?
4: Playing simple, best player available. They have to fill the need. They lost Nick Fairley and Indominus Sue. Yeah, they added a little dinata, but that's not enough in a four three defense. Malcolm Brown is more than likely the best defensive tackle left on this board. I'm surprised he even made it to twenty three uh, I have him going anywhere within the top 15 picks. So if he's here at 23, the Lions would be dumb if they did not take him and really resubmit that defensive line that has really done a great job in causing some havoc uh, in the NFC North.
5: By the way, I oh, will start... Go ahead. I'll go ahead. Okay. okay. There you go. Um, well, I, I thoroughly expect, Josh, that uh, John Doucette will be mailing you back your tissues after I talk about how much talent and awesome we have here, and then you go, <laughs> and then you make two picks. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. I had to say something. Uh, at any rate, next up, we've got the Cardinals on the clock. Josh Madsen, uh, with the heavy task of representing the NFC West, as we mentioned in the first half, uh, let us know when you have your pick, my man. But, um,
2: I have yeah, a pick, uh, and
0: we're, we're super excited to make it, too.
5: Hey, the pick is in. Andy's excited. I'm not going to keep him waiting. With the 24th pick, the Arizona Cardinals select.
0: Shaq Thompson, offensive linebacker, Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Outside, Outside linebacker, Washington.
2: My bad.
5: Montel, break it down.
2: Well, there you go, man. You know, you, you weren't so raw, fan offensive, uh, side. So, you know, you're know, the Paul Horning award winner. That's the most <laughs> versatile player in college football. So you played some running back. You played some inside linebacker. Uh, some people reject him as a safety. I love this pick here for the Cardinals because they need inside linebacker help. I think uh, running back is an issue they can address later. Uh, but running that 3-4, they, they want a guy who can help them cover, stay fast on defense, uh, I think Todd Bowles might like this Cardinals defense more than just defense in a couple of years. But, but anyways, I, I really like this move. Jack Cops is an all-around versatile piece. I love him. One of the better ball-skilled linebackers in this class. And I think, you know, people push him in the second round. He doesn't necessarily belong there. I think he's a top 32 player, and seeing him fall here in such a good fit. I, I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't wish him any better.
5: Hey, well, hey, you mentioned the fact that he did play some running back. I mean, have you seen the Cardinals running back core lately? Maybe he'll get some touches as well. Maybe he'll be, be the appalling <laughs> the NFL. I'm just throwing it out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> At any rate, um, actually, I'm wasting your time. You're on the clock right now, Montel, so I'll, I'll throw it to Josh. Anything you want to add to that particular selection?
4: Well, Montel knows how much I like Shaq Thompson, and so that's a great fit. Uh the way that he's going to be able to use in that defense is, is going to be dynamic. Uh, this is a guy who has safety experience, this is a guy who has experience rushing. Uh, when Washington would always run their nickel defenses, he'd play in the middle. Other than that, he'd play well. When they're in third and long situations, which are third and seven and longer, they actually even widened him out more. So it basically turned him in to a. A little bit bigger safety, uh, for that matter. You play strong safety, uh, you know, basically out of the box. Uh, it's a great pick. It's going to be dynamic. He is not – I am not going to see him take carries in Arizona. That I just do not see that happening. I think this is also going to be a potential place where we could see Adrian Peterson, now with him being reinstated, mm-hmm. this is going to be a position where you could potentially see the Vikings back in this half of the draft because you know how teams trade in the first round every year. Dumb things happen and I wouldn't be surprised if the Arizona Cardinals or a team that's going to be picking here later in the Dallas Cowboys are dumb enough to give up a first-round pick for Adrian Peterson and that $15.4 million contract that's going to be coming with them.
5: The Vikings fan calling acquiring Adrian Peterson dumb, something I thought would never happen, and lo and behold, with the circumstances out there, it did. I'm not saying you're wrong, Josh. It's just uh, those things you would thought you would never hear kind of situation there. It's that simple. I think,
6: yeah, I I think it comes down to Adrian Peterson has made it public that he doesn't want to be with the Vikings. So, I mean, you have to think about the player that if they're not going to work hard, I know I'm kind of going over time here, but this is on me just because I, I feel like I have to say it, but, um, It's definitely going to be interesting to see. But the thing is, is that he doesn't want to be with the Vikings. He's made it public. And I think that while it won't be a huge story, seeing if Adrian shows up to the optional workouts will be, um, you know, like I said, it's not a huge story. He won't be, you know, uh, disrespecting the Vikings. But I think that that will be a statement, I guess, in his own way, not in a bad character way, but just in a way to show that, He's not going to be with the Vikings. But him showing up to the optional workouts will probably be a really good way to see um, where he's leaning to go as far as the whole Adrian Peterson situation.
5: Yeah, I like what you said there, Jamie. I mean, we'll put it this way. Him showing up would be one thing. It would be kind of a mild positive indicator. But if he doesn't show, it'll certainly be a strong negative indicator. Definitely will be making a – front pages left right and sideways so i like the way you broke that down for sure but montel hardy the carolina panthers the team that made me want to throw things because they became the second to make the playoffs with a losing record in this particular uh, divisional format
3: <sighs>
5: okay i'm over it the carolina, the carolina panthers select
2: uh, the Carolina select, uh, Carolina Panthers select, uh, Andrews, Pete, offensive tackle, Stanford. Josh. Uh, I think, yeah, okay. oh, go ahead, Josh.
5: Get it, Montel. I, I, I'm in your way. That's my bad.
2: Oh, no, no, it's fine. I was just going to say, you know, it, it, it's tough because after those top two or three guys go, you, you get into a cluster. You say, okay, well, either I want a streaming high upside. I want a very good upside uh, with a decent floor. And, and, you know, I struggle with this one a little bit, but I like Pete because, uh, uh, his build, uh, his frame, and then of course he's got the agility for for a guy so big. He's got quick feet. He could move a little bit, uh, and he's also uh, patient. You know, some of these def- some of these uh, defenders get away with you know off of the line and lunging out at him, and then they just blow right past him. This guy says, you know, you come to me and you have to knock me over, and only so many people can do it. Uh, though it hasn't done, so he's got a lot of uh, uh, improving to do. But I think he's more ready to play, uh, say, than a T.J. Clemmings, and that's pretty the, much the only other guy i consider right here for this team.
5: <laughs> that analysis is, is just warming my heart with the respect for the offensive lineman craft. Thank you, Monto Hardy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, anything to add?
4: Yeah, well, you know, he, he said a lot of things, right, about Andres Peat. You know, the one thing that he does extremely well that is really overlooked with offensive tackles is how well do they recover when they get beat initially. And he does a good job of recovering. He really understands that if he's getting beat and beat and beat on the edge just by speed, kick step a little bit more, and if that dude's going to continue to rush upfield and really try and deliver that pressure off the edge, and he gets to that edge, you plant him with that hand into the hip and then just run him past, and we call it walling. He does a great job of walling and recovering, but he also has great feet like Montel said. Uh, That's one thing that all Stanford offensive linemen coming out have, is they're extremely sound technicians. Now, the next step is going to be he has to break the trend for Stanford offensive linemen linemen in the NFL. Uh, Jonathan Martin has been very good so far. Uh, David DeCastro for the Steelers has had injury-riddled seasons. It's going to be interesting to see how he kind of develops. The list can really go on and on and on with, with Stanford offensive linemen. This is the kid who could potentially break the mold and have that outstanding rookie season for the Carolina Panthers and keep Cam Newton upright so that they can make a legitimate playoff run.
5: Fair enough, man. I, There you go. I'm, I'm going to leave that at that. Um, we're going to take it to the team that has the worst quarterback in the AFC North because Montel decided to bring up this topic. The Baltimore uh, Ravens are on the clock. Uh, and, of course, Brandon Howard on the pick. Brandon, let us know when you got it. Um, uh, Because you are on the clock What can I say Um, But in the meantime Let me ask you this guys uh, There's a whole lot of defensive movement In this draft Certainly holds true to the mock drafts You guys have been producing uh, But if you were to pick a particular position In this draft outright That was the deepest on offense uh, Where would you go My instinct seems to think wide receiver But I could be completely wrong What say you there Montel
2: no, you're dead right, Kyle. I can't. I can't beat that. You know, you can say running back, and I. I couldn't. could argue with running back. But in terms of just playable pieces right away in some capacity, it's definitely wide receiver. Uh, I don't think this year has the type of number one receiver talent as last year did, but plenty of slot options, plenty of number two options, and then there are a couple. Uh, you know, number one receiver options. We saw a couple come off the board. Amari Cooper, receiver out of Bama. Uh, we saw Kevin White come off the board, and uh, you know who knows what's next. But uh, definitely wide receivers, definitely the, the deepest. But still some value on offensive tackle up on the board. It'd be interesting to see how this works out.
5: Fair enough. So with that, Brandon Howard, are you ready to go, my man? Yes, I am. All right. So with the twenty-sixth pick, the Baltimore Ravens select.
1: Byron Jones, uh,
7: cornerback
5: out of Connecticut. You know, there's some, so many holes on that team coming up on defensive late. Josh Zimmer, how do you feel?
4: I feel pretty, pretty good. A little surprised, but good. V. Uh, Howe is keeping us on our toes. Uh, again, this is another guy who's been climbing up draft boards, uh, particularly after his amazing combine performance. But when you really get a chance to really dive into his tape, it's when you can really see that he is more than just a workout warrior. Uh, he does do a good job. Uh, he's not really a guy that's going to be able to play on an island. Uh, he does play a lot better and off, but he has the athleticism that if you were to match him in man coverage, he is going to be able to outjump that corner, that or receiver or at least be able to make a play on the ball in terms of climbing the ladder. Uh, that secondary has is, is basically been depleted. You know, Jimmy Smith has been average. Uh, Ladarius Webb has that knee injury, and you can tell that he's starting to age with him a little bit. Uh, getting a fresh new legs within that secondary is going to be great for the AFC North, and it could be great for the Baltimore Ravens.
6: And then Montel, I'm going to go with you on this as our other um, analyst here. So why would he take uh, Byron Jones over, let's say, P.J. Williams, Darby, um, Rollins, or even – and any of the other cornerbacks, I guess. What? Wh- why do you think, or why don't you think? If you disagree with this pick, um, can you talk to me a little bit about
2: that? Well, I, you know, it, it's an undeniable fact you now that Byron Jones probably won't escape the first round. Uh, people tried to keep him a secret. I, I like him he was a secret when he was a second-round guy. You go in and get yourself a fine player, but uh, you know, this business is happening. happening you no. Know, uh, P.J. Williams. Great athleticism, great on the field talent. He's a bigger corner. He, he's going to have a decent career if he can stop being the knucklehead. But you, you look at you look at a guy like a Byron Jones had a fantastic combine. He's the type of player that uh, I think teams are going to look for. A because he's got the experience. Uh, he's well versed. He's played both corner and safety at UConn. And uh, I think when you think about his combination of just speed, ball skills, power, I mean th- that's today's modern corner. Uh, you know, you could make a case. I mean, I, I like Ronald Darby. I also like. Uh, uh, P.J. Williams. And, and and to an extent, uh, I like Ron's but I like second-round runs. But uh, when you look here uh, at this team and, and, and what their needs are, uh, specifically for the Ravens and the troubles they've had at corner, you want to try to hit the big one. And this is really a, a Ozzie Newsom type of player. He likes his freakish athletes. He likes his his bigger corners. So um, I, I like Brandon. He's definitely got the inside scoop on these guys. You know, uh, Byron Jones, 6'1", 199. This is, this is the type of guy that he'd probably take uh, right here at this selection. This
5: well, gentlemen, do not, je- ladies and gentlemen, do not forget that Brandon Howard was breaking down draft awesome for NGSC Sports and the National Gridiron Network before you formed Draft Central. So it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's throwing that out there, giving the man. No, his- that
6: that's my job is to say why would you take it. I'm I'm not saying I, I I know because you know what I'm I don't know. That's that's my job is to ask these questions. So. So, no, I, I think it's really interesting to see, uh, you know, compare how our pool of talent here compares to how it actually goes down in two weeks exactly now. So, so no, it, it's pretty exciting to see how uh, our experienced uh, staff, if you will, uh, draft compared to what other people say, so, um, so I'm, I'm just here to be devil's advocate, but we are over time
5: as I am the official timekeeper and not doing my job, so. Hey, that's my fault. Just <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but in that case, we'll go ahead and throw it over to the 27th pick for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. John Doucette. Who do you have for the Cowboys at 27?
3: Well, as I bid adieu for the evening, Jalen Collins from LSU will be the guy that I'll take at the 27 for the Cowboys.
5: Fair enough. Mr. Doucette, thank you very much as well for your contribution this evening, but uh, Mr. Zimmer, what you got?
4: I like Jalen Collins. Uh, a lot of people don't like the fact that he's only truly been a starter for one year, but, hey, he's been a starter at one for one year at a major big-time Division one school in L- at LSU, and the fact that some of the receivers that he played against, uh, yeah, he played against... Amari Cooper, but you also look at some of the younger talent he faced. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, a guy who we could be talking about in a year's time, the receiver for old Miss, he played pretty darn well against him uh, when they played it uh, matched up earlier uh, this past season. So he's a guy that I really like. He's more a little, a little bit more physical than what you would expect, and I really like to see that in some of my corners, especially if I want him to play bump and run. Uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits, and it's also going to be interesting to see – how it plays out, because if people remember, the Cowboys struck out when they drafted Morris Claiborne. Was it only two or three years ago? So it's going to be interesting to see how an LSU player fits that mold after striking out on Morris Claiborne.
5: Well, hey, there you go. I can't put it any better than that. Uh, Jamie Montell, anything to add?
2: Well, I think, you know, yeah, you can go with the same school narrative, but you remember they drafted Morris Crayborn right at maybe seventh, seventh overall. It was, it was top ten for sure. Um, but maybe getting uh Jalen Collins at twenty seven eases the pain a little bit. I think you can get you can survive there with the corner uh there. That's good value to me. Uh you know, he's a prototypical corner and he's got the, the lane to the sides. Uh, he didn't test as great as I thought he would. I thought he would put up Byron Jones type of numbers at the combine, didn't quite do it, but uh, for a guy that's very raw, uh, he still got some physical tools that people like. He plays a little high, um, struggles against the shorter, speedier wide receivers, but uh, this is, I guess, it's a big man's game when it comes to wide receivers. So, uh, might not be ready day one, but you give him some time to develop in a good system. I think he'll be absolutely fine. Not afraid to hit people, not afraid to be physical, and another uh, way he can high point the ball. I think that's one of the things he does well, uh, or at least that's what he did well on the state.
5: Yeah, Montel, you know, I like what you said there about uh, as far as receivers going, um, and it being a big man's game, I know I'm probably going to take it over time making this point, but a uh, little-known fact that I have the lucky opportunity to get, um, when I interviewed Richard Sherman, part of the reason why he became a corner was because being a big receiver was so cliche. He started out as a receiver in this time, converted to corner, because, well, at least according to what he said to me in the interview, there was just less of a less of a uh, big man corner market out there. And of course, he was then drafted fifth, which put a chip on his shoulder. And, well, now we have the Legion of Boom and arguably one of the best corners in the game in, in his form. So there you go. But, hey, we'll move from there. I'm seeing a lot of hype about replacing Peyton Manning in the draft here. I don't know that it's going to go that way via this next pick, but Raider Rome, it's time to make your final pick in the 2015 NGSU Sports mock draft at number 28 and the Denver Broncos. Raider Rome, who you got? We got
7: T.J. Clemens, offensive tackle from Pittsburgh.
5: Wow. You know what, Uh, Montel, I'll let you open with this, but I'm definitely going to add to this. Go ahead.
2: Uh, Why not? Why not? You talk about best player available. He's definitely best uh, best player available. Uh, I think at this pick, it just depends. You know, I think he's a little raw in terms of football experience, you know. But he's got probably the biggest physical upside, I think, in this draft at the tackle position. He's got great feet. He can do a lot of the things. He can hit you in the run game. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, when is the light bulb going to click? When is he going to do some things? And uh, I like this pick for the for the uh, Broncos because, they you know, they can – uh, coach him up. He doesn't have to immediately come in and protect the blind sight right away, uh, but but I like him. He's got some exciting physical tools, and I just think he's going to be a fine tackle for this team. Uh, I really like him in this situation.
5: You know, a protecting, uh, it's been said by the student of the game, myself, in the matchup mania since 2013, the biggest problem you have is you got a guy with four neck surgeries who was stone-footed as a 20-something-year-old, and now he's damn near 40. Right? Okay, not damn near 40, but you know what I mean. The point is <laughs> the point is this. You have got to protect this man, and it just could not happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> a lot of people were hoping for the uh, Peyton Manning replacement here. What are you going to do, Bryce Petty at 28? Stop. Anyways, that's right. I'm talking some draft schmack. What about? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh no, rate row man. Great job, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely all the way around. But next up, uh, our timekeeper will be drafting for the Colts. Um, let me know when you have your pick there, Jamie. But You know
6: what, I have I have twenty five seconds, but I'm I, I think I'm ready despite uh despite how I want to talk about you saying that they're gonna replace Peyton Manning. Um that's that's a whole other story, so I'll just leave it with I'm ready.
5: Hey, we're 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 ahead of schedule as far as the shows goes show goes. So throw it down.
6: Okay, well I'm at two minutes now, but just with Peyton Manning, while you know he's always had his his clicks, I guess. Where when it comes to playoffs, he goes down, and yeah, he did have uh, surgery, and he is old. But if you look at it, he does way more than a lot of quarterbacks. Oh hell yeah. So, and he still has time in here. So even talking about replacing him, I don't know. I th- I think to me, like a lot of people slap, uh, you know, slap him in the face. I guess figuratively speaking, of course, because no, no, no one's gonna mess with Peyton. But just saying that, uh, uh see, because I'm I'm a Colts fan, but as much as I hate the Broncos, I think that Peyton Manning, um, Peyton Manning still still has it in him. I feel that. That this season just be with the, the talks of retirement, and then him getting old. That this season's really going to be just watching him move, see if he still has it. But he proved that he can still play last season. Whether or not you know he had his clicks, every quarterback does have their good and bad games. Um, and then you have the haters on Peyton Manning, and you have the lovers of Peyton Manning. But that's just one thing. That I think it's too quick to talk about replacing him. Just because even though it is in the back of your mind, uh, the Broncos still have other holes uh, to fix. But um, then, anyways, I think that I'm excited, and I think Peyton Manning deserves another year to prove himself. And I'm excited to see how his body holds up because I'm I'm kind of rooting for him, um, for him, not not the Broncos. While I say he's on the Broncos, I'm I'm still rooting for for him. But this year is going to be kind of the determining year to see which way his body's going, and whether it's Staying the same, or whether it's uh, definitely going down.
5: Well, yeah, and that's a fair point, Jamie. I'll say this: uh, it's not so much that I think he should be replaced immediately, but you got to start thinking about it, unless you really think Brock Osweiler is the answer. Whoa, hey,
4: easy, Kyle. <laughs> 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 that's my boy.
5: Knew, knew that was
6: coming.
4: That's my, that's my boy right there. We go, we go way back, and yes, Brock can be the guy because he's learned. Arguably the greatest quarterback in the NFL in Peyton Manning, so we got to give him a chance. But hey, let's let's keep the Montana shots at an all-time low here.
6: No, no, no. While I think Brock is a good quarterback, <laughs> and while you should be thinking about bringing other people in in the first round of the draft, isn't the place to do it. So while they're thinking about it, um, they do have to give Brock a chance because he hasn't he hasn't really disproved his worth. While he will be the tallest quarterback. To start, um, I think we've only had two two other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to be 6'8". Six eight, I
7: believe.
6: Six eight. Six eight. There's only been two other quarterbacks, and they've only played. I don't think they've even played a whole season. I think one of them may have played one or two games. So that's kind of a side note, uh, another thing to talk about. But I'm I'm probably like five minutes over time. Yeah, nine, at
5: so. this point, I mean, Tuan's like, really, you're bringing up Montana Smack. I just want to make this pass and go home. So by all means, Mr. Did we lose? We're we're past
7: the time for trading, aren't we?
6: <laughs> we we are. Is uh, is Kyle still here?
5: Yeah, I'm here.
6: Okay, okay. Well, I'm 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 ready.
5: Go ahead. Throw it down.
6: Well, you have to give me the proper introduction.
5: Excuse me. With the 20th pick <laughs> in the NGSE Sports 2015 Mock Draft, after much pontification, the Indianapolis Colts select
6: Melvin Gordon, running back, Wisconsin.
5: You know, it's definitely a need pick for sure when it comes to the Colts. Montel, make it work, brother.
2: Ah, uh, well, yeah, gee, <laughs> I, I I think you picked the wrong one, Kyle. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but I I'll look at the bright side here. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Melvin Gordon fan only because you know I wonder about his ability to create uh, from a testing. You know, talk to people about in terms of the way he tested and physically, he compared a lot to um, to Ray Stars. Uh, running back, uh, backup running back over in, in Green Bay. So just, to, just just some thoughts on that. But you know he, he's a phenomenal rusher at, at, at Wisconsin. He has some skills that can translate. I think one of the things he does well is he's got great vision. He can accelerate through the hole. I, I think it's going to be very crucial. If he plays the team in a very good offensive line. I think the Colts offensive line is good enough, so it can work. I just think. Maybe the mentality is Melvin Gordon running back, not so much by committee, but I don't know if he's got the full skill set to be the third down guy right away, which is okay, because we're not in the league of uh, workhorse running backs anymore, to be honest. So I I think Melvin Gordon, uh, he's a lot of people's number two running back. He can come in and help the Colts right away, and that's really all they need is a capable rusher, a guy who can do some things, see the hole and hit the hole. I think Gordon can do those things. I have some questions about a ceiling, but he'll be good enough here for a team that hasn't had a – Hasn't had an established presence uh, running back in quite some time.
5: I I appreciate where you're coming from, Montel, but my response in defense of Ms. Council, um, him or Trent Richardson? Go.
2: <laughs> uh, definitely him. Him a thousand times. Yeah, we, we know what the deal Trent Richardson is. He should maybe find a job as a fullback. Don't but, you don't know uh,
6: Trent Richardson? <laughs>
5: that's,
2: <laughs>
6: that's, that's old news. We, we have Frank Gore now.
5: Oh no, I know that, but I just wanted to make the Trent Richardson joke. You're giving me, you're giving. You, hey, please, I'm a Niner fan. I'm aware you have Frank Gore. Thanks for bringing that up. You're
6: welcome. You're welcome.
5: At any rate, oh.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> as I as I lick my wounds here, that Jamie brought back up, the Green Bay Packers are next on the list, Mr. Montel. You have five
2: Huff- seconds. Well, it's good to know that I'm already armed with so much time to make this pick. Um, go ahead and look out the the uh, introduction. You know, the pick is in.
5: Absolutely. And the pick is in, according to Miss Montel Hardy, with the 30th pick of the 2015 NGSC Sports mock draft. The Green Bay Packers select.
2: Uh, Green Bay Packers select. Randy Gregory, edge rusher, Nebraska. I, I think uh, that's yeah, not I play on the board. Yeah, oh, that yeah. happened? Randy yeah. Gregory's off the board. Yeah, yeah he he yeah. was taken number thirteen. Oh, excuse me. Uh let's see. Saints. Okay. Well in that case, uh, I'm gonna give him my original pick. I was I was hoping he's still on there. He's not, but it's cool. Uh I'm going to give Green Bay I'm gonna give him my guy here. Uh Green Bay will select Eli Harrow edge Rusher, uh, Virginia. Uh Obviously, uh, I think they need an edge rusher, guys. I think uh, right. Clay Matthews showed some flashes. He showed some flashes that inside linebacker did some things very well. I also think that uh, maybe they keep him there. You keep him there, uh, given this year's inside linebacker class, it might be EFC on it. If that's the case, keep, uh, keep him inside and then go and draft another edge rusher. I think uh, that might be the guy that can do it. The truth is Eli Harold will be a first-round selection based on what I've been hearing. Uh, he's got to become more powerful at the point of attack. And I think that's big. But he plays of space. He's quick and a uh, high motor guy. And one thing I like about him is that when he hits you, he hits you. He plays with good power and uh, tried to get away from his tackle. Uh, didn't quite uh, – I don't think he was used completely. The best over at the University of Virginia. Played a little bit more on the defensive line, a little bit more. Five-ish tech. That's not really his game. Get him out in space. And let him be great. I think the Packers get a you know a nice uh, developmental piece, not necessarily developmental, but a guy they can bring along, and he'll be very solid in the next year or two as a pass rusher.
5: Fair enough. And that would be Mr. Montel Hardy's final pick for the night. But we'll be hearing from him in a minute. I'm sure. Uh, with the thirty-first pick, the New Orleans Saints are next up on the clock. Gotta tell you, I love the trade that the Seahawks uh, made. Um, not so much for the Seahawks as much as I do for the Saints because Max Unger, he's much more than just a beard. And you can make a Ryan Fitzpatrick joke here. But I love that they solidified their interior offensive line, arguably one of the most overrated in the NFL. Um, But at the end of the day, they get a first-round pick as well, albeit 31, sure, but still pretty great. Um, so, Mr. Zimmer, if you have the pick.
4: Uh, yes, sir, I do. I am ready to go.
5: With that, the 31st pick of the 2015 NGSE Sports Mock Draft is?
4: Max Williams, tight end, Minnesota. <laughs> uh,
5: I don't know if, uh, Jamie Montel, whoever wants this one, fire away.
2: Uh, man, I, we'll, we'll... I guess it, i get it because I, I, I you're, you're missing you're missing Max you know, you're missing Jimmy Graham. And you wanna get that transcendent tight end. But I don't I don't know if Max Williams is that guy. I think he's very good, he's gonna be very steady, he's gonna probably have a very good career. Uh ceiling is there. But uh, you know, at least the team that really struggled to rush a passion last year. I mean I know they, they went on and, and got a little bit of help, but um all confident up front, Josh? You know you're gonna you going to let this guy settle in?
4: Yeah, you know, the one thing that I like about Max Williams is that he's an extremely kind of versatile tight end. Uh, you can kind of use him in the way that they used Jimmy Graham. Uh, he can he can line up in the slot uh, if you have to. You can line him up in line. You can line him up as a wing. We know the Saints, they're, they're going to throw out some sort of extravagant or even exotic uh, Offensive formation, that's going to allow for him to become one-on-one. You know, the biggest thing is that they don't really have any weapons here. I really, really, truly wanted to go for Shark Perriman here, but the fact that, you know, uh, cough drops is how I'm calling him right now because uh, he drops 25% of his targets. He's not at worth the first-round notoriety. Durrell Green-Beckham is another guy who could have been a, a solid pick here, but his off-the-field issues is definitely a, a higher concern than any other player's uh, red flags uh, heading into this first round. You just can't take him mean, here. You have to the best player available. There wasn't really a corner that we could reach with here. You get a guy like Max Williams. He helped rejuvenate some sort of that offensive firepower since he really has none. I mean, he has Brandon Cooks, and then he has uh, Marcus Colson. That's really about it, you know, after getting rid of Kenny Stills. So who are you going to throw to? Uh, Max Williams is going to be a good guy to be able to do that.
2: So, I mean, this is a team. This is. I mean, I, I, I get it, but 29th against the run, 25th against the pass. You don't want to add another defensive piece here? because yeah, I know you mentioned offense. You didn't talk about the opportunities in Tuesday's defense.
5: Well, his earlier draft pick was a defensive pick, if you remember. They got Brandon Browner, Junior Gallette, and uh, uh, Jordan Cameron, all going to be a solid bit up front. I like what you're going there. You've rebuilt on that. You got more uh, tough on the offensive line. Mark Ingram's there. Perhaps uh, New Orleans seems to become a more balanced offensive team that doesn't rely on Drew Brees throwing 5,000 yards. And with the departure of Kenny Stills as well, other than, I mean, Marquise Colson's a tall receiver, but when it comes to that, that's about it. So a tight end here makes sense. I just don't know if it's a reach or not at this point.
4: You know, the the one player that we could have really looked at here could have been, oh, my boy, Odigizu, a guy who I'm really high on at a UCLA. But with me taking Randy Gregory, that kind of is, I mean, there's really no reason to take two guys, you know, trying to kill two versus one stone. Now, they're eventually going to probably play the same position. When Gregory gets into an NFL system, he's going to add a little bit of weight on that's going to allow him to maybe, maybe have the opportunity to be a 4-3 defensive end instead of being an outside linebacker. So that's, mainly the reason why I didn't go a or diggy zoo here. But I will tell you, I was thinking about it hard because I really do like Double-O uh, from UCLA.
5: Fair enough. And actually, I, as a UCF alum, I hope I know what pick that Twan Staley's going to make here. <laughs> <laughs> if we are at two
2: no, no, no pressure, Twan.
5: As we, if he picks a different direction, my, my co-host and longtime friend Chris Rankin will be happy because he's a Giants fan and would hate to see him in Patriots' colors. But, <laughs> Tuan Staley, with the final pick in this year's mock draft for NGFC Sports, the New England Patriots select oh, Well, wow. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> select he just, he just he, there's so much stress, he doesn't want to pick Mr. Perriman. Um, Okay, so I think we may have, in fact, lost uh, Twan Staley here. Um, So with that, I'll go ahead. Ms. Council, we've been listening to uh, Josh and Montel do their thing here, and you've had some excellent analysis as well. Would you be inclined to make the final pick this evening? Oh, man. Let me see
6: here. Yeah, I I feel like I should uh Okay. Now give give me the proper introduction here.
5: Oh, your pick is already in. I mean, you have a little time on the clock. I saw it. I
6: I mean, uh, we we were at 2 minutes, but I'm 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 just going to fire fire away with this one.
5: From the hip with reckless abandon. So with the final, wait, I, I, I can't even pro, the, the proper setup. I'll do it again. With the final pick in the 2015 NJC Sports mock draft, the New England Patriots select.
6: Doriel Green Beckham, wide receiver, Oklahoma.
5: Wow. Wow. Just open, openly dissing the Perriman pick. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> open fire.
2: Uh, you know, this is a Belichick move where he's like, I don't care what you guys think, I'm going to do it, and that's that. You know, that, that's, that's the Belichick uh, way of thought, and uh, I could see him doing this just because he's him. Uh, but you look at receiving, you look at number ones so and what this team can use. I think you, you think about uh, IQ, high IQ players that can play the position and do some things well. So I, I'm shocked that, A, you don't see a guy like Rashad Perryman here, not to say he's a genius or anything, but he's been a little bit better. Uh, but, but let's, let's face facts here. Doyle Greenbecker's upside is among the highest in the draft at the receiver position. But he comes in very raw. Uh, with limited route running skill set, questionable hands, uh, a lot of body catches mixed into his tape. And he's a guy who, uh, you know, he, he's, not the, he's not the brightest star off the field, you know. So that's the thing. If he can come in and adopt a Patriot way of, uh, you know, living and playing, then this is a serious talent that I think people need to be worried about. Uh, it's going to take some time, though. Regardless of what's going to happen, it's going to take some time. You've got to be patient with this guy. And this yeah, is but it. I mean, the,
6: the Patriots have time, if you think about it. Like, they're, no, they're that's what Patriots I'm saying.
2: If this, I, if there's a guy who's going to take it. The yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah, they have time, but I think the biggest thing uh, you mentioned, at Montel, would be the um, off-the-field issues, um, that he's been arrested for drugs and assault and that. But he has a talent, and... Uh, you know, he's definitely going to have to bell in, bell and check himself if uh if that's the if the patriots are going to pick him here. But um, but yeah, I I I agree what you said as far as his off field issues, but there's no there's no question that uh that he can play.
5: Well, I'll I'll say this for you, Miss Counsel. I'm I'm talking to uh, Josh Matson here on the uh chat of uh, for talk to you, and uh he's actually crying happy tears that you made the pick that you did. So.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, whatever I can do to, I guess, uh, make someone cry happy tears.
5: So. so, hey, The things you do for your teammates here at NGSE Sports, not just make them cry happy tears, but be part of an elite staff throwing down – Uh, Just barrels of awesome here for the NGSC Sports Mock Draft. Uh, Yeah, I can't put it any better than that. Uh, Look for plenty of awesome here coming in the form of articles breaking this piece down. And I'm just floored with how well this went, actually, to be honest. But I'll go ahead and break it down. We're at the point now where I want the party to keep going, but darn it, it's unfortunately over. So thank you to, of course, Josh Zimmer, Montel Hardy, my co-host, Jamie Council, Brandon Howard of Sports Talk Florida, Raider Rome of the NGSC, uh, NGSC West Recess, John Doucette of the NGSC Weekly, Twan Staley, our, uh, one of our senior writers, and Josh Matson, also from the NGSC West Recess. All of you, fantastic job. Great all the way around. As a student of the game, I learned a lot um, because draft is not my thing, and I'll admit it. That's, hey, <laughs> Kyle Nash is the student of the game. That's how it works. But great show, everybody. Hope you guys out there loved it as well. But until next time, all, class dismissed.
0: With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.